Hello, Internet. I have... Oh, sorry. I'm just going to post... Ah, fuck it. They'll find it. Um, That's a bad word. Yeah, it is. Sorry if you have young family members watching this. Uh, <laughs> for episode 129 of Outrage Factory, we have Emilio Chagoya. That's nice. it. I'm so good at last names. I never get them wrong. You're our first American guest. Yeah. Probably our most right-wing guest, I'm just going to say. Although... I've probably the most right-wing you ever have. Yeah, but we've, I don't think we've ever, <laughs> ever even talked about it. Because mostly we just make dick jokes and talk about what people are <laughs> mad about online. Um, and that shouldn't come oh, yeah. up. And uh, I wanted to have you on just, I don't know, to... Because to, you're pretty much the only guy I've talked to who was in the military. And you were there, you were in the military for 10 years. Yeah. And okay, let me see if I get this all right. You had four deployments. But well, four. So technically five, but I don't count the fifth one as a deployment because it was only six months in Syria. But I mean, I'd count that. I've never I gone mean, six months to Syria. Only six months in Syria. <laughs> it's like a war torn I mean, country. I had to put a nine inch needle in my heart in Syria. Why? Because we got hit with the chlorine bomb. What? Wait, what yeah. was in this nine inch needle? Uh, so it's, it's a mixture of adrenaline and yeah. like three or four different amino acids. Yeah. And what it does is so like a chlorine bomb. When it hits your system, it attacks your nervous system first. It yeah. shuts down your nervous system. It deadens all your nerves. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, it activates all of them at once. So it makes you spasm and shake to the point where either you snap your neck or you snap your spine. So to and fight you, that, you have yeah. to use a needle. They give you a, a syringe in your med pack. Yeah. You find a little place like right right above your heart. Yeah. On your Kevlar. Yeah. And you find a wall, you line it up, shove yourself against the wall, the needle goes through your chest plate, like your actual like armor, and then goes <laughs> into your actual breastplate of your bone, into your heart, injects the adrenaline, which keeps your heart pumping, Dude, and all the different aminos, which then fights all the, the chemical yeah. and keeps you alive. Dude, this is already the most extreme this podcast has ever been. And I got to say, uh, I probably wouldn't count that either. I mean, there's only six months. I would definitely count that. And I'm just going to say, I'm almost terrified to hear what happened to your other four tours. If you're not counting this one where you well, I mean, there was have the, to smash yourself. What? The awesome, the awesome car bomb. Yeah. It's melted my face. That was awesome. Damn. I really appreciate that happening. That was in Telescope, Iraq. Uh, was that like an IED? No, it was a car bomb. Like they had six cars yeah. on the road, three on each side. Yeah. And they knew, I don't know how they knew, mm-hmm. but they knew we were coming in. So our vehicles that we, the vehicles we use, which is this vehicle right here, it's a striker. Okay. It's a big ass, it's a big ass vehicle. It's huge. Hey, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but did you get that tattooed so that you wouldn't lose it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're like oh, i don't know where my tank is and you just like look at your elbow and you're like oh there it is there's that one over there you know you could so, just uh, you could just write the license plate on the back of your hand right well i was gonna put it under it oh okay <laughs> so, like, i think i just people... pissed off all of your army buddies i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't fit into the into the town gates yeah so we gotta park them outside and go on foot Okay. Which they knew. Like, they're not. So, people in Iraq, they're stupid, but they're not stupid, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Like, intelligence wise, they're dumb. Dumb as, dumb as hell. Okay. I don't think we should say that, but yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, let's say they were. Yeah. Okay. Military wise. Military wise. Okay. Tactically, tactically they are, they're uneducated. They are, they're challenged. They're yeah. military. Military wise, they're ta- they're challenged. They are mm-hmm. like they use they okay. rely more on, on guerrilla warfare than anything. All right, it's all about the surprise mm-hmm. because they know in open combat. Like, I don't want to boast because I'm an American, but like as far as the U.S. Armor, as far as the U.S. military as a whole goes, yeah, in open combat, we we can't be touched. Like, we can't. We have yeah. superior air, we have superior naval, and mm-hmm. our ground forces have been trained so much better like there was a general that gave a speech and he said if you you know the u.s doesn't want war we don't yeah. want war but if you do want war what i can promise you is somebody else will raise your sons and daughters and that's extremely true because we mm-hmm. have just 
our military has been so advanced and so trained, like we just it's hard to, for us to be beat. Like in open in open warfare, it's hard for us to be beat. Yeah, you I know? mean they don't call you the world police because you don't have the best army. Right, you know, so it's it's like as far as and I'm not trying to rag on anybody else in the military, you know, yeah. I helped train there. Like one of my deployments, my job was to train the Iraqi armed forces. Okay. Like, they're not they're not bad soldiers. They're just uneducated as far mm. as warfare goes. Yeah. You know, they just they don't know what they're doing because they've never they've never really had a war. Oh like, okay. The wars the wars that they've had are biblical times. Yeah. The Middle East, that's all in the Bible. Oh, okay. There was they didn't have airstrikes. <laughs> you yeah. know, Moses I mean, didn't call in a, an, an AC 130. That's not what happened. Yeah, that's you true. Know? <laughs> so, as far as military wise, like the Middle East, they're just their military is Stone Age compared to ours. Yeah, you know, a lot of their stuff is is rudimentary. It's it's all backyard built. You know, their explosives mm-hmm. are homemade. They don't yeah. have well, they're they don't IEDs, have right? You know, yeah. like everything they have is 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 homemade. Yeah, you know. So they had, you know, back to topic anyways. So they had six cars, three cars mm-hmm. on each side of the road. Yeah. They were all filled with filled with, with their own explosives. They knew we couldn't get our vehicles in, so they had it planned. I don't know how they knew we were coming, but they knew. So we're walking in. We get about to the middle car or so, and whoever it was, they triggered them. Luckily for us, with them being the Stone Age, only one side of the street worked, our left-hand side. So okay. those three cars, those three cars blew up, which is why the left side of my face got what it got. Ah, the right hand side never blew up. Okay. Only the left hand side, because they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, you know, they're not they're not all that educated in, in explosives, which they mm-hmm. really are, because like they have some crazy explosives over there. Like they do, like a, if you see a Mountain Dew bottle in the street, you leave it alone because it's probably a bomb. Oh, okay. Like as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Anything that anything that is not a rock or soil. Yeah, it's probably gonna blow up. I mean, here if you see a Mountain Dew bottle in the street, you leave it alone because it's probably filled with piss. So <laughs> you should just never ever touch a Mountain Dew bottle. Is what I. It's I'd... not gonna blow up on you though. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, one is it definitely worse than the other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the the ones on our left hand side, those blew up. Yeah. It, it melted my 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 Kevlar helmet melted to my face. Jesus. It blasted me to the right. I bounced off the car to my right hand side. I bounced off the hood. Yeah. I went through a brick wall into a butcher shop. Oh my god. I don't know how long I was out. I woke up. I found my weapon. I like kind of like tried to fix my helmet, but it was stuck because it was yeah. like melted right here. So oh, I left geez. it alone. Yeah. Found my guys. We all reconvened. We all, you know, we we rallied up. Mm-hmm. We kept pushing in. We fought for eight hours. Eight Got hours. Eight hours. Yeah. Because so like so, okay so. To pause that story for a second. Yeah. So I was 19 Delta. I, 19 Delta in the U.S. Army. It's a cav. It, it's cav scout. The, the cavalry. Yeah. Keyword yeah. being scout. Our job yeah. was to be between 80 and 100 miles ahead of the rest of the army. Okay. We're by ourselves. We're alone. Yeah. We're always way. We're scouts. Like that's what a scout yeah. is. You scout ahead. Okay. So, we 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 watch a town. Yeah. We tell them, hey, this is who's coming in and out. This mm-hmm. is what they look like. This is what they have. They're bringing this in. They're taking this out. They're bringing these people in. They're taking these people out. Yeah. You know, we do observe and report. Like, basically, we're supposed to be, like, mall security guards. That's, a, that, that, that's what we're supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, there's not a general in the Army that knows how to use a scout. Nobody knows how to use them. So. <laughs> okay. Are you going to get in trouble for saying that? or No. Well, I guess they you're not. Fuck them. They can go Wait. fuck themselves. Sorry. Don't I, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to derail the story or anything, but yeah. like uh, you had, you spent 10 years in the military and you've been out for what? Three years going on three. Yeah. So now once you're out, what's your tie there? Like, can they be like, Hey, Emilio, we need you back. Can you come in? Like make the sequel to Rambo or so, whatever. So they have exactly 12 months from the time that you get your discharge papers. Yeah. So for me, even though it's been three years, December 22nd at 12.21 p.m. That's when I got out. Yeah. They had exactly one year until the next year, December 22nd at 12.21 p.m. to call me back. After that one year, I'm done. They can Mm. go fuck themselves. So you can never – well, they can't call you back now, but – I can go back voluntarily. Oh, yeah. They cannot call me back. Okay. 
So this, <laughs> do you love explaining all this stuff to like someone who has no idea how it I works? I do actually, because like a lot of people assume that like, so when, when you think of the U.S. Army, yeah, you think of like, you you think of of like the infantry mm-hmm. where they go in and they fuck shit up and then they go home. Yeah, you know that's what everybody thinks of when I think of the U.S. Army because that's what the movies that's what the movies show. It's always the infantry. They're always out there tearing shit up, killing everybody, and going home. And mm-hmm. they're always like fucked up with PTSD, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know that's what everybody assumes that the army is. And you know what people don't understand is that there's like over 300 jobs in the army. Like there's a lot of jobs. Yeah, it's and our... there's only two. There are two jobs that are combat related. That's it. Yeah. Only two. My job, which is 19 Delta, mm-hmm. and 13 Bravo, which is infantry. Okay. Other than that, you're the support, you're clerical, or you're some bullshit job that people say don't matter, but really it does matter because without anybody else in the army, like I couldn't do my job. Yeah. So, sorry, I was just trying to click on some. Um, I had a question and I lost it, which ruins everything. <laughs> but oh, I wanted to like we're still doing your intro, so let's finish. So. Of like when you when I was asking you how it works, you told me you had eighteen combatants. So that's does that time you got car bombed? Does that count as a combatant? That's, Actually, yeah, that, that, that is one combat. Yeah. Explain to everybody what a combat is. A combatant, man. That sounds combat. seems combat. Oh, so eighteen instances of combat. Combat, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why it's so hard for me to say combat, but <laughs> so. It, just explain what that means, because you had to tell think me. Of like, think of wombat with a C. Combat. There you, there go. you go. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you figure after doing 129 podcasts, I know how to say actual words, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes even the simple ones get hard. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> so, like, uh, so to be considered combat, it has to be. So, well. <laughs> Either loss of life, yeah, loss of enemy life, mm-hmm. or close encounter. Okay. So close close encounter would, would consist of 100 yards or less. Jesus, like a football, a, a football field? field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying if, to, sorry, I'm trying to think. If, of I, can, that if I can see the enemy, if I can see the enemy with, with my naked eye, yeah, and I'm and I'm firing my weapon at them, yeah, that's a combat. Okay. Now, so, on the other hand of that, though, yeah. Let's say you're air support. You're yep. up in the sky, and you're in an AC-130, and you're about to bring hellfire down. Okay. And you've got your infrared camera, and you're just – basically, it's basically just – unfortunately, the best way to describe it is you're playing Call of Duty on a, mm-hmm. on a TV screen. Difference is the bombs are dropping are on real people. Okay. That's a combat still. That person yeah. was in combat. Unfortunately for them, it's just a different degree because, like, they were never really at risk. Yeah. Well, I get, yeah, they're not really going to get shot down. Like, Does, it'd be hard pressed to find a country that's going to that's going to bring down an AC one thirty successfully. Yeah. Okay, so you had four. What were they? What did I say? Tours or four tours? Yeah. And that's yeah. So that how much? How many years? Or how long of a time is a tour? Is that like? You go, hey, I want to join the army for a tour. What would that mean? No. So when you join the army, you join for a contract. Yeah. Depending on your job, the contract is a different length. Mm-hmm. If you're in a combat job, like mine, it's a shorter contract. Okay. So, like, yeah. so hold on, let me explain that. So every contract is eight years. It's eight years no matter what. Okay. Let's say, let's say you, Dale, you want to be a cook. Yeah. You want to be in the army and you want to be in the kitchen. Yeah. You're gonna have like six years active and two years reserve. Okay. Which means for six years, you're gonna be out with the army doing mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they want you to do. Yeah. You got no life. You are owned by the government. Okay. The last two years, you're home mm-hmm. having a regular job. The only time that you're gonna get a call is that they need you to deploy. Okay. You still gotta go to training every now and then, but like it's. It's basically like one weekend a month. Yeah. So like it's the reserves. You don't really do anything. You're just you're still on the you're on the roster, but you're eaging. Mm. Okay. If that makes sense. Wait, what did you say? Sorry. You're like so like it's softball terms. You're like you're on the roster still. Yeah. 
but you're a reserve player. Like you're somebody uh, that needs okay. just in case. So like you're on the roster still. Like you're still able to play. Yeah. But you're not actually playing until they until somebody calls off. Okay. So like when I twist my ankle sliding into second base, someone goes in. Correct. <laughs> I like how you were just telling this story about how you had your helmet melted to the side of your head. And I'm like, Oh, that's like if I sprain my ankle and then I can't go anymore. You're like, yeah, Dale, that's exactly what it's like. Same exact thing. Yep. (laughs) Hand in hand there. I I guess it's all subjective, right? (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Oh, I guess I should mention Derek's not here. He's uh, still having back problems. So, I, being the nice guy I am, decided to carry the whole podcast on my own and then get probably the most uh, violent guess I could possibly get (laughs) because I don't think anybody else has um, been engaged with combat with any. I mean, I've got some pretty violent stories. Let alone, let's, let's, uh. Let's let let's get let people dab their toes in. I mean, I want to hear them all. I just don't know if everybody wants to get traumatized by hearing how close you were to death every time. But I mean, honestly, like people that don't hear about it, you know, it's hard for them to understand. You know what it is that that we actually go through. Yeah. You know, like when, when we. So I actually had a poem published. I'm very proud of it. Okay. I never told you actually. I told uh, I told Irish, and yeah. I sent it to him, but uh. Okay. I had a published published a, a, I had a poem published. Hey, Emilio, I'm the guy who messes <laughs> up the words here. <laughs> that's that's my whole shtick for the podcast is I forget how to talk. <laughs> so like my biggest thing is like people that don't understand what it is that we go through. It's hard yeah. for them to, it's hard for them to understand why we struggle so much when we get home. Yeah. You know, I've seen things that would give you a normal civilian like your nightmares would have nightmares about my nightmares. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, it's like... I'm not denying that. And it's really hard for people to understand that because, you know, they've never done it or they've never been around anybody that has done it. Yeah. You know, and so it's like... I've done plenty of seminars. I've done plenty of, of public speaking, you know, to try and advocate for veterans because a lot of, you know, there's a, there's a statistic out there. 22 is a big number for the military. 22. Mm-hmm. Every day, 22 veterans kill themselves. Okay. Because no matter what you do, there's an enemy that you can't see, and that's the enemy in your head. And mm-hmm. no matter what you do, sometimes that enemy wins, you know, and yeah. it's hard for other people, even their loved ones. You know, like, you know, my wife, for instance, or my soon-to-be ex-wife, you know, when I had my PTSD attacks, yeah. you know, it's like she had no idea how to handle that, you know, and is, is it her fault? I mean, she's never been there. She never mm-hmm. went through any of that. Yeah. So, like, how does, how does, how can she help me? If she has no idea what I'm doing, that's like you go into an artist and say, Hey, my engine blew, fix it for me. Yeah. Like that painter is going to have no idea what the hell you're talking about. That would actually be like someone coming to me and being like, fix my engine. Cause I don't, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. and, and, and you wouldn't be able to, because mm-hmm. you've never had to deal with that. Yeah. You know? So like, you know, I take every chance I can to talk about it because the more that people know, the more they'll, that they'll understand. And maybe next time when you see somebody struggling with that, you're not gonna be like, Oh, that's a fucking weirdo. Leave him alone. You might say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know? So, like, I try to take every chance I can to try and bring light to it because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as veterans, as soldiers that have seen combat, like, we're very proud. Like, our pride yeah. is huge. We're not going to ask for help. Mm-hmm. We don't because that's a weakness. If yeah. I say I need help, that means I'm weak. And ah. the one thing the Army teaches you is you're never weak. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, it's hard for us to say, hey, I, I need help. And, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You know? And unfortunately, you know, people like me, you know, I've tried it myself. The yeah. gun jammed. It didn't work. And mm-hmm. I went and got help the next day. So thankfully for me, it didn't work out. You yeah. know, that's, but uh, there's also 22 people per day that they lose that fight. So yeah. I try to talk about it as much as I can because, you know, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Uh so <laughs> that's so hard to follow, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be glib or anything at your uh, obvious pain or your trauma that you've suffered in the past. But are you in a better place now, I'm guessing, since you're talking to me? and Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, things happen, but yeah. you, are, you are who you are based on how you react to it. Yeah, that's good. 
So yeah, life, like I'm, life I'm, is all life is all about reaction. Uh, you can't you can't dictate what happens, but you can di- you can dictate how you respond to it. That's great. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. So now that we talked pretty much the most seriously we've ever talked on this podcast, do you want to talk about what people are mad about on the internet or? <laughs> Well, that's like, I, almost, I almost feel bad <laughs> trying to go back to what we usually talk about, but yeah. So the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast mostly is because obviously you've served in the military, you're right wing, which is fine. I'm, we don't try to shame anybody on this podcast, at least for if they're right wing or left wing. So it'd be nice to just get like someone with your viewpoint and your experience with your kind of opinions on what's going on with stuff. So I sent you the list of all the things that we were going to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about masks. Cause, uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> what do you, what is your position on the masks right now? Like so my biggest thing right now is like, <laughs> in a way I'm kind of like, just fucking wear it. Like get yeah. over it. Like, yeah, if I can wear, if I can wear a full head-to-toe chemical suit in yeah. the middle of Iraq where it's 130 degrees at noon, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be okay with a piece of cloth over your face. Yeah, like, you all right. I mean, I exactly right. Like you're gonna survive it. <laughs> I was gonna be like, hey, if I can weld in a mask, but your your example's a lot better because I hope I hope uh that's way hotter because i couldn't even imagine being that hot but yeah like i'm like like i don't wear a mask all the time i usually just try to stay away from everybody because honestly it makes my face sweat i don't want to have a sweaty so, and that's face my biggest thing too is like so l- let's say you dale you mm-hmm. let's say you're like i'm never wearing a mask i refuse to wear a mask right like, yeah. that's you let's pretend that that's how you are yeah so with today's world hold on there's noise hold on yeah I, so with, with today's world, it's like, if you are so violently against wearing a mask, how hard is it for you to go online and order whatever the fuck you need? Yeah. Like, like you don't thing, have to go. Think about it. Costco, Target, yeah. Walmart, they all offer shipping. Like oh, if exactly. you're against wearing a mask, order your shit online and have it delivered to your house. It'll be there in four days. Like if, if you're that against it, like just don't go out. Like, yeah, and the thing difficult. is, you don't need an N95 mask that filters all the air. Like, you could just get an old T-shirt and make a mask out of that. Like, everybody's like, oh, it's hard to breathe. I don't want to wear a mask. It's like, yeah, people pull their T-shirt over their nose, and they're not passing out. They're fine. Like, you right. don't have to have this super thick – you just need something to stop the spit from leaving your people, mouth and landing think, on people. people. And that's the thing. People think it's like – a mask doesn't stop the germs. It's not about the germs in the air. It's not about that. It's about your saliva that is coming out when you speak and when you breathe or when you sneeze. Like, yeah, exactly. It's about the things that, that, that you're projecting out of your face when, <laughs> hey, you, don't when you do want, your daily stuff. Like, yeah, you don't want that to land on other people. Like, think about this. Like, on a normal day in the mm-hmm. normal world before all this COVID stuff happened. Yeah. Like, if I come to you and I spit in your face, you going to be okay with that? No. And now <laughs> – yeah. And now with, with the added risk of COVID, if I spit in your face, are you going to be even more not okay with that? Yeah. Like, and that's all it's about. And people are like, well, it's my, in the U.S. anyways, it's my freedoms. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're free to stay home too. Yeah. Well, I guess we should have talked about you're in the U.S. right now. Uh, you live in where? Toledo, Ohio? Yeah. 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 Is that, fuck, my geography is so bad. That is. I'm in like the armpit of the United States. So it's like you have the Great Lakes here. And you're kind of down into the right a bit, left a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm northwest of the Great Lakes. Okay. Or southwest, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say northwest of the Great Lakes is Canada. <laughs> That's where you are. <laughs> yeah, so you're pretty much right in the middle. Well, I'm right. way west of the Great Lakes. Well, I'm Canada. like I'm talking about I'm, Canada. I'm a tiny bit east of the Pacific Ocean. That's where I Okay. Because <laughs> I'm on the coast. Yeah, so – it's funny because it's like everything we see about the States up here in Canada, we just kind of see through the social media filter and the news. And like, filter. So we don't even really know goes, what's going it's on. Like, it's funny. Cause like social media is like, it's such a crutch. Like yeah. everybody uses it as like, as, it's almost like a weapon now. Mm-hmm. Like 
if you say this on Facebook, you you lose your job. Oh yeah, exactly. You like, know, it's like it's like hmm. I mean, if I if I made a post on Facebook right now, you know, because right now I work for UPS. If I made a post on Facebook saying, "I swear to God, I will never wear a mask," and anybody that tries to tell me that they can that, that I need to can go fuck themselves. Like UPS will probably fire me. They'll probably let me go. Well, UPS probably should because they think you're supposed to wear one for UPS, or right? Not. Right. But what I'm saying though <laughs> is like it's become like such a thing about about social media. It's like people's lives are getting destroyed over like oh, their own opinions. Dude, like, cancel culture was, is out of control right now. Since when was having an opinion such a crime? Yeah, and the worst part is it's gotten to the point where it's not even if you're on the internet like saying your opinion. Some now there's people getting canceled for like going on the internet and agreeing with someone else and not saying their yeah. own opinion. Like so, like right now, in the U.S. especially, like well, so Ohio is very democratic. Yeah, like they're super super democratic. This is when Trump got elected the first time. That was the first time that that, that state has voted red or Republican. Yeah, and. I think they said it, it was like almost 80 years. Like, oh, yeah. They were like. This is the first time Ohio has voted for a, like overall Republican in yeah. 80 years. So like, that, that was huge. Yeah. You know, but like overall, like our, our governor is Democratic. Mm-hmm. Most of our mayors are Democratic. And well, our senator is a Democrat. Yeah. You know, it's like, so it's very, it's very, it's very left. And, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's fine. You know, like I don't trash anybody for their views or for their beliefs like mm-hmm. you are who you are i am who i am but yeah, like exactly. since when did having an opinion like dictate how worthy you were as a person yeah exactly and the problem is it's like everybody's kind of doubling down with the whole identity politics where it's like yeah. even if you don't agree with stuff you're saying you do just because like it's like part of the mask problem is somewhere along the line it became right wing to not agree with wearing a mask so all the people who yeah like you normally would be like just wear it whatever they're like i'm not wearing this because it's encroaching on my freedom and you gotta let me go wherever i want it's like well no you don't because every business is technically private property and they're allowed to say i I actually saw a post on facebook about that where it was like as an american it's your right to not wear a mask yeah however it's also that business owner's right to say go fuck yourself yeah exactly that's exactly it it. like and it is business can like except for like they're not allowed to not serve you because of the color of your skin which is good but right the mask thing they're totally allowed to say you're not allowed and like and right now i don't know how it is in canada but at least here in my hometown it's yeah. like the biggest thing right now is like we can't tell you to wear a mask if you tell us you have a medical condition yeah and a lot of businesses are like okay well give me a then they need to carry a note from the doctor saying what their condition is and it's like yeah. well that's kind of hipaa like you can't really ask for somebody's medical records, so yeah. like, it's kind of like a it's kind of like like, like, like a, a a shaky line there because like are they asking for medical records or are they just asking for proof that you that you don't need to wear a mask? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, maybe they shouldn't be allowed to ask for your medical condition, but if you have a lung problem, this is the last disease you want to get, so you don't want to be out in public. Right. Like, you know, that's the biggest thing is like if, if you have a medical condition condition that says you can't wear a mask. Yeah. Then you probably can't afford to get Corona. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, <laughs> it's hard to breathe. It's like, how much harder is it to breathe with pneumonia and blood clots in your lungs? Cause right. that's what's going like, to happen. Like choose your battle because yeah. you're, you're, you're going to lose one of them. No yeah, matter exactly. what, you're going to lose one of those battles. You're not going to win them both. Okay. And, and like, and, and that ties into what I said before. Like if, if you're that against wearing a mask, online shopping is bigger than ever. Yeah. It's never, it's never been bigger. It's mm-hmm. never been more available and it's yeah. never been more on time like ups fedex the the united states postal like they are pushing so hard to get this stuff out on time yeah we're like your delivery time will say in four days you get it in two yeah like, exactly just order online if you have to like why unless you you're like me and you ordered something from china and it just fucking disappeared <laughs> well that's because they gotta like screen it 16 times for the corona yeah, I'm still bitter. I ordered something in December. I ordered a hockey jersey, and it's just gone. And I'm still <laughs> upset. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, side note, how happy is the Postal Service of e- online delivery and stuff? Because the Postal Service well, that's the thing. just about going broke. And now they're like, oh, they're booming. Money again. Yeah. They're booming. And that's the thing. Like, you know, UPS, for instance, like, you know, that's what yeah. I I know the most about UPS because I work for them. Yeah. So, you know, our, our numbers this year 
have quadrupled. That's good like, for you guys. Our deliveries, like usually they hire drivers for just seasonal, like Christmas time. Yeah. They have been hiring for drivers like crazy because they need to add more routes because, you know, our deliveries have multiplied multiply by four yeah. easily. So, you know, so these businesses or these delivery companies like FedEx and UPS, you know, Amazon themselves, like they are, they're making buku bucks right now because it's, it's, Did you just say buku bucks? People are relying on it. Yeah. Like people are relying on, on this delivery, you know, and they're yeah. making crazy money. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to derail you. I just love hearing like other people's dialects. Like you're halfway across the continent and cause like I would, I've never heard anybody say buku for a lot here <laughs> but it's funny um i wanted to ask you because you say you work for ups but i told everybody you owned a strip club to make you sound super interesting i do uh, is that closed down now because of covid it was but we're open but okay ohio governor is going to close everything down bar wise and since uh, i have a bar in my uh, strip club it's yeah, yeah, a yeah. bar so we're probably gonna get shut down again okay i, I don't want to like uh derail further but i i want to know what it's like to run a strip club because it's like it's like a giant adult daycare (laughs) (laughs) so the the proper term exotic dancers okay let's 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 tiptoe here because uh i i'm usually the one who gets in trouble for upsetting the female listeners so i don't want to say like that well, let's basically say it like a lot of women who choose to be strippers as a career have some baggage. So dealing, a lot of it. All right. So dealing <laughs> with that baggage as an employer is an additional difficulty to HR management. How about that? That's that's extremely gotta, true. That's got to be close to not offensive. That is as easy as you can get. Yeah. Okay. So. Other than that, like, is it just like dealing with pervs twenty four seven? Because I've been so, to a strip club and I don't like being too close to the other people who join strip clubs. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not afraid to say it. Like, I'll go look at naked women, but I don't really want to talk to any <laughs> of the other guys that are there. <laughs> so the biggest problem we have is people that want to go get private dances. They tend to drop pants, and that's not okay. What? Really? Yeah. And wow, like, I, I'm not sure I thought you were going to say like, they tried to touch them. I didn't know they like <laughs> dropped their pants. And, yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty common to know like there's cameras in in the club. Yeah, because like we got to battle prostitution. Because like oh yeah, the customer the customer on, on one side they're going to get whatever they can. They're going to try as far as they can, and they're going to push that line as far as they possibly can. It's Wait, the girl. are you saying that dudes that go to strip clubs try to take advantage of the situation? <laughs> I would never. I would never say that. <laughs> yeah. But it's up, it, it's up to the girl to not stop it, but to steer it in a different direction. Mm. You know, yeah. So, like, I try to, like, teach our girls, like, if a guy is – so like, okay, I don't know how it is in Canada – but here in the U.S., like, you're allowed to touch and feel whatever, you know. What? But, like, but your hands can't go inside clothing. So if she's wearing – not if. They are. Because, like, mine is not nude qualified. So, oh, like, yeah. So our girls cannot be fully nude. Sorry. Like, um, I just want to stop you here because there's something different about American and Canadian strip clubs. So in Canada, since I guess we're more polite than the States – sorry – uh, we're allowed to be fully nude and serve alcohol in strip clubs. Whereas in the States, you can either have alcohol or fully nude, right? You can't have both. Correct. You can't have both. And since you have a bar, you're not allowed to go fully nude, but you're allowed, Correct. You're allowed to go topless. With, with pasties. They got to have covers. Really? So yep. I guess that's probably why, um, what the fuck's that dancing called? That was super popular like 10 years ago. Burlesque. I have no idea. So it's like they're yeah. basically burlesque dancing. But so, I mean, that's a pretty, yeah, that's a different level. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when you, when a girl takes a guy back to the champagne room. Yes. Champagne room. 
does she have to wear a top or is she allowed to go in pasties? In pasties. So but she has to keep her – her thong has to stay on. Yeah. So he's allowed to touch her breasts? Yep. But he can't stick his hand into her thong? Correct. This and is if, crazy. And if, and if they are, if he is like – if he's like groping, yeah, they can't stay there for too long. He has to move ah. his hands to like her thighs or her side or her butt. Yeah. And then he can go back to the boobs then. But he okay. can't just focus on one area for too long. Otherwise, it becomes – oh, it's like – it's technically a sexual favor then. And ah. that's not – so the, the girl's job is to like – we try and teach him like, hey, count in your head. After yeah. seven seconds, move his hands. Okay. Like don't like smack him away, but like grab his hand and like slide it down your body so that ah. he moves your hips or whatever. So is it awkward for you – to be standing in this room with a stopwatch, watching what's going on with these girls and these guys. Be like, oh, you're at six and a half, sir. Please move on. <laughs> so we have, what I do anyways, is I yeah. have an employee. Yeah. Now, where the room is, they have a, a, TV, a TV screen on, like, under their desk. Yeah. And it has all the cameras for each room. Okay. His job is to collect the money for the dances. Yeah. Okay. And, and to watch the cameras to make sure that, like, nobody's, like, lingering or trying to get more than what is legal. Ah. So let's say, like, he's watching a, he's watching a girl. And yeah. He notices that this guy just keeps on staying in one spot on her body. Yeah. And he'll walk through, and what he'll do is, to be polite, you don't just burst into the room and say, hey, you're being a fucking perv. So, like, what we do... This is why you're a better strip club owner than me. I would just bust it and be like, hey, knock it off. Or I'd, so I'd do, like, I'd do, like, the dad at a sleepover. <laughs> I'd just kick open the door and be like, quit screwing around. So what we do is we have him walk through. And yeah. he'll stop at the room. He'll knock on the wall yeah. and say, watch the hands, buddy, and keep walking. Oh, man. That way the customer knows that we're watching, but ah. it's not intrusive to ruin his experience. Okay, that's a good way to handle it. And it's just like it's just like a little heads up to let yeah. them know, like, hey, we see that you're going a little too far. Yeah, dial back a little bit, but enjoy the rest of your time. Nice. That's good. That's uh. If, if we were to just burst in and ruin it, odds are that's his last song. He's not going to pay for another song. Ah. So mm, you don't want to scare off the paying customers. I get it. Right. Because if the girls aren't making money, I'm not making money. Yeah. All right. So, so I try to make sure that we do things in a way that keeps him and the girl comfortable and legal. Ah. On that note, what do you think of Trump and these Goya beans? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> That's look, a pretty good segue. I mean. So look, I'm going to say this about Trump. Yeah. They could, they could say that Trump was found with like 15 hookers doing cocaine, and I'm still going to vote for him. Yeah. Because you're Republican, right? So not only that, but because of the other options that are available. Yeah. So I wanted, I just want to put this out because one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you on the podcast is because you're a Trump guy. And whether I agree with that or not, that's fine. But you're also like a lot of what we see up in Canada is everybody who likes Trump, they just play them off as crazy people who don't know what's going on. But so I've been – Trump is such a demon and such a devil, and he's just such a bad guy and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's funny because African-American unemployment, never yeah. been lower. Yeah. Income in low-income in, in low communities has never yeah. been higher. Man, Derek is going to be pissed he missed this chance to fight against And it's this. like, you know, I get that, like, what I love about the guy is, like, when he does his press conferences – He's super blunt. Like he doesn't give a shit what you think. Like oh, he's gonna let you know how he feels and what he's thinking. And I, unfortunately for America, we've never had a president since we've been alive. Yeah, that has been okay with just stating how he feels. It's always been like, okay, I need you to write me a speech and tell me how to say this in a way that won't piss anybody off. Yeah, like I'm, the the biggest it. thing about right, Trump is deal with it. he's easily the least presidential president, which is fine. Like I like it. Like for me. Because basically Canada 
we're just reaping the benefits of living next to the police officer. Because if you live in a neighborhood and there's a police officer, yeah, you might get a stray egg that was thrown at the police officer's house, but nobody's going to break into your house because they know the police right. officer's there. So it's like in Canada, our military basically doesn't have to be strong. We're, we got you guys below us because nobody's going to come at Canada when the U.S. is right there. Right. So, I've like, and everybody's always like, oh, I can't believe Trump did this. Trump did that. And I'm like, mm, I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm glad he did. Like all this stuff he's doing with the WHO, like, oh, I get why he wanted to back out. Like there is a lot of iffy stuff between them and China where like they refused to say all this. They didn't say all yeah. the stuff about coronavirus when it started because China told them not to. And you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then like the it's old news now but like how when everybody was scared that trump was going to start world war at the beginning of the year when trump was going to start world war three with north korea like we don't even remember that like that was a lifetime ago now but it was like he yeah. was basically like if they try anything i'll go nuts and it's like as canada we're pretty stoked because now we don't have to worry about north korea or now china trying to do anything because they know Trump, no push the button. Whatever you think about him, he will not hold back. Like, right? He'll he will take action. This is the guy who dropped a Moab on fucking Afghanistan on that mountain, which was like, yo, I was I was there for that. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> like, it's funny because if you listen to the podcast that came out back then, I was all for that because he took. The biggest bomb you can get that's not nuclear, so it's not going to leave fallout it's behind. It's literally called the mother of all bombs. Yeah, well, it's got a massive ordnance, aerial, bomb, right. ballistic, something. But yeah, it's like he took the biggest bomb you could get and dropped it just to like blow up this mountain. I think he only ended up killing like two or three people, right? Is that but what he did? But two, he, he killed six. Okay. And out of the six, three of them were high-ranking Al-Qaeda officials. Yeah. So, and the thing is, he does stuff like that. So, you know, as Canadians, like nobody's going to step to this guy. It's good. And so, real quick, uh, real quick, Dale, on yeah. that, but what people don't understand is when he did that, people like me, mm -hmm. we evacuated those, those towns. Yeah. There were no civilians in there. Oh, okay. You know, all those, all those pictures and videos from CNN of these civilians that were bleeding and hurt and dying. Yeah, you know, you know those pictures were from two thousand and two thousand and eleven when Obama dropped bombs in uh, in Syria. Whoa, 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 whoa! Obama didn't drop any bombs. We're not here to talk about. Obama <laughs> didn't institute Hellfire missiles on drones, and he of didn't ramp he that never. whole program up because Democrats. He hey, Democrats don't do war. <laughs> they just wait for the Republican presidents, and they just kind of wait idly by and not do anything. So if you do some research, anybody listening, if you do some yeah. research and search those photos, it's really funny that the same faces from the Moab bombs are the same yeah. faces from 2011. Like, I find that funny because, like, what are the odds that they happen to live in two different countries within six years and just happen to be hit by, <laughs> hit by two different bombs? I mean, that's just – call me crazy, yeah. but they should play the lottery. Okay. So – Back on to the Goya beans. <laughs> another, another great segue. I wanted to bring this up because I saw these pictures of President Trump posting, posing with beans. I was like, what the fuck? Why is the president posing with beans? This is stupid. Presidents aren't supposed to do it. So I look into it. And what happened was the CEO of Goya beans said, I love Trump. He's a good bridge builder. He does all this stuff. And you're like, well, why would he say that? So I read further into it. And it's like he was at the White House. And you're like, well, why was the CEO of Goya Beans at the White House? And it turns out that the whole thing started – I got to look up the executive order. Sorry. Um, where is it? So the exe executive order, Trump makes this executive order called House Hispanic – or White, uh, House Hispanic – why do I keep saying House? Hispanic Prosperity Initiative. There it is. There and it is. Goya Beans is – there's no way to say this. Hispanics love beans and Goya beans makes a lot of beans that Hispanics make. Like you call um, me a beaner? No, I am not. <laughs> what I'm saying is uh, what's Cortez. What's her first name? That's very leftist leftist of you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what's a Cortez's uh, first name? Like Aussie. 
as as Oz, Oz, Guinea, Oz, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, Cortez, she was like, <laughs> oh, we like, we eat Goya beans. We love them, but now we're not. We're going to, we're going to boycott Goya beans. And you're like, wait, yeah. what? So, yeah. So, and Team Trump is bad. Yeah, they're going to boycott these beans that the CEO guy said he loved because he was at the White House when the press asked him. They're like, what do you think about Trump? And he's like, at the White House, everybody's around him. He's like, I uh, love him. He's a great builder and all this stuff, which this executive order is a great um, it's a huge. Big win for Hispanics. It's huge. Yeah. And so – like, For me, like, I am a Hispanic. So like, yeah. it's massive, you know? Mm-hmm. Like – Especially for people that so, especially for Hispanics that are. Oh, you're cutting out. If, Hold if on. They are immigrating directly. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Go back to when you said, "This so, is big." I'm a Hispanic. So I'm a Hispanic. So yeah. for me, it I see that it's really big because Hispanics that are immigrating the proper way, that are legally coming here, mm-hmm. like it's it's gonna it's gonna help them funnel into the economy. Yeah. Like it's it's going to help them feed our economy as yeah. opposed to illegal immigrants that are leeching off of, off of our economy, mm-hmm. creating that deficit that we're struggling with. You know, like people always see Republicans as like build the wall. Don't let yeah. anybody in. That's not that's not what we want. So like and as far as me being a, a, just real quick. Yeah. As far as me being a Republican, like I'm Republican based on my beliefs. That's not how I vote. I don't vote based on the party. Yeah, I vote on who I think will, will do best for our country. Mm-hmm. I voted for Obama. He's yeah, a Democrat. Who did, who did Obama run against? I can't even remember. Hillary, or, well, first, you, well, it was it was between him and Hillary, and that was yeah. a pfft, no, thank you. Yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not voting for Hillary. Not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far who did he run against the second time? No, who did he run against for that was Republican? Because I don't remember. Yeah, who was it? I don't. I have no idea. I don't remember. Was it Mitt Romney? The, the first one was Mitt Romney. Oh, okay. the first one was. Yeah, I don't remember the second. I don't remember the second one. But yeah. I voted for Obama based on what I thought he would do for the country. Yeah, you know. Now my beliefs, on the other hand, you know, I believe what I believe. Um, mm-hmm. that's how every human being is. You have your beliefs. You have your own virtues. You have your own opinions. That's going to be across the board, no matter where the hell you live. I don't care what country you're from. You're going to have your own beliefs. And, you know, so I, I identify as a, a Republican just on my beliefs. Yeah. My voting is not always, is not always going to be Republican. It's not. Yeah. I vote on based who I think will be the best person for the job. Yeah. Whether that's going to be a Democrat or an independent. It doesn't yeah. matter what their party is. I don't care about the party. I care about what they're offering. Yeah. I think my favorite thing to do right now is when people say that they're going to vote for, are there like up here, we can't vote, but we all, we all pick sides. And every right. time someone's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Trump's so bad. I love Biden. I'm like, Oh really? Do you want to see a video of Biden sniffing the hair of little children? And then they get so creeped out. I'm like, what is the DNC doing? Giving or the whole, this guy? I don't know. Like, you know, Giselle fucking what's her name is Epstein oh, woman fuck you know that whole Epstein thing I just wanna I just wanna say real quick you know yeah Biden's been on video going to the island yeah like you know who wasn't in, you, you know who wasn't on video going to the island Donald Trump. Trump oh but you know what Trump knew Epstein way back when don't get me don't get me started on this. I have this whole pet conspiracy that is a theory box going. that goes super deep. Yeah, I have this pet conspiracy thing going that basically Trump ran for president in the for, or ran in the primaries because Hillary Clinton blackmailed him too because she thought he'd be a good easy uh, opponent, and then he ended up winning when he wasn't supposed to. And then he ended up flipping six Democratic states. Yeah, I love and it. then. Um, I love it. And then what was it? Oh, yeah. And then now that he has had one presidential run, he's going to focus all his power on exposing the whole Epstein pedophile ring. So that I feel like either that thing's going to blow wide open and it's going to everybody's going to be so crazy or we'll never hear anything else about it. So what's funny about the whole Epstein thing, like on top of that, is like I find it hilarious that on, <laughs> on top of everything that that's happened so far, you know, yeah. Nobody wants to acknowledge the fact that Hillary's been found guilty. 
Of what? Was that on the news? For all those emails. Oh, really? She was tried, found yeah. guilty, and now has to go back to trial to find out what's going to happen. Oh, crazy. Was that ever on the, did you ever see that in the news? No. Of course I not. Honestly, Trump is, I honestly think it's not. a – Because it's Trump a, is yeah. so terrible. That's all yeah. they can talk about is how bad Trump is. But yet oh, all yeah. these Democrats that were part of this just – they 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 can't they can't admit the fact that their party is so fucking shitty. Like, admit it, mother. Is somebody pouring water on you? Yes. <laughs> is that is that an empty anti-Trumper in your house? <laughs> yeah, she's anti-Trump apparently. What was that? I'm doing this live. Go away. <laughs> hey. I guess if you didn't think this was live before and it was said. <laughs> so we're at an hour now. Um, do you want to do rapid fire or do you want to go? Because we usually only talk for an hour. And since you're- Yeah, let's do rapid fire and, and then we'll come back to this uh, definitely another time if you want to have me back. Yeah, because you're getting- After all this at the end here, I'm very sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It's not your fault. So last week we started doing this rapid fire thing with Pat because we ended up talking about sports for an hour. So the first rapid fire is wow is like world of Warcraft is no longer making you pay $15 to change the gender of your playable character. Well, yeah, because it's 2020. You can be whatever you want. Yeah. My thing, my whole thing always was why the fuck were you charging me 15 bucks to change the gender of a character? That should have just been like, well, like the okay, whole time. Think about, this. think about our Xbox friends. Snotty yeah. in every video game is a woman. Sorry? He's clearly a snotty. He's oh, a woman yeah. in every video game. But yet he's clearly a straight white male that is married with children. So, like, why are we charging this? <laughs> like, it's a fantasy world. Be what yeah, you want. You're be. allowed to be whatever you want. Okay, and then the second question is, <laughs> how do you feel about all these videos about stuff being cake that they're cutting into? Like, I hate it so yeah. much. Because first of all, if I see a gas tank sitting on my counter and somebody cuts into it and eats it, I'm going to throw it in their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's one of like the guy's hand. Like all this stuff looks so gross. Like if you didn't and it looks know. Real. It looks like, like this cake art. Yeah. That's what it's, it's cake art. I yeah. hate it. I'm against it. It's mm -hmm. un-American because <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's un-Canadian too. Let's... It's very it's very democratic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Democrats watching this, I'm sorry. That was not meant as offensive. I'm sorry. Here's, here's a good one for you. This is uh, this is usually a hot button topic for uh, left versus right. The USA started doing executions again. Uh, uh, so it depends on what it's for. So yeah. like, let's say, so like here in Ohio, just recently, there was a teacher that was found guilty of sexually abusing 28 children. 28. Kill that person. He got eight years in prison for that. For me, I've, I don't, this isn't politically correct, but I've, I've always been just kill pedophiles. I don't care. That is so the my one. On that is unconscionable act of crime anybody that, that gets eight years for 28 cases of child molestation yeah that person should never breathe another breath of oxygen ever never yeah i'm with you never so, so basically overall whether it's kill nobody or kill people you deem worthy of it you're for capital punishment i am i'm for it because yeah. so think about this Let's say a 25-year-old man yeah. goes into a bank, yeah. shoots 15 people, mm -hmm. kills all but one teller, yeah. empties the vault and leaves. That yeah. person has committed murder multiple times in one day. Yeah. It's his turn. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. No, definitely. I'm for However, it. Like, if you, Dale, yeah. have gotten caught speeding 15 times – and you didn't pay those tickets, I'm not going to say kill the guy. You're, are you from the government? Because I don't think I have 15 <laughs> unpaid tickets. I know I have some, but it's not 15. What are you trying but to tell me? Like, yeah. So I'm for it, but I think that there should be an extreme regulation and a, an actual bill put out 
that clearly defines what is deserving of it. Yeah, because I, I hate the fact that our government here in the U.S. Yeah. is so tiptoed and so and it's just it's so gray area on so many yeah. laws. We're like, it might apply here, but it might not apply there. Like, yeah. no. So if it comes to execution, like that's somebody's life. No matter how you look at it, that's somebody's mm-hmm. life. I don't care yeah. what they've done. I don't care how bad it was or how or how not bad it was. Like that's somebody's life that is at stake when it comes to capital punishment. Yeah. So there needs to be in a a clear and precise set of of what is deserving of that. And it yeah. has to be it has to be descriptive. It has to be. I don't want any gray area because I don't want I don't ever want it to be to where like um John Smith was found guilty of raping a woman and then yeah. ten years later, oh it turns out it wasn't him, but he's dead already. You know, yeah. so there needs there needs to be an exact set, you know, of like whatever that defines what is deserving of it, because there should never be any second question on it. No yeah, second. It should be like a heinous crime or a string of heinous crimes where there is no doubt that that's the person who it was, because that's right. like, the main argument. Yeah, the main argument is you don't want to accidentally capital punish someone who is innocent. Which has happened before. It's happened. Yeah. And the other main argument is having capital punishment is actually more expensive than housing an inmate for the rest of their life because of all the appeals that you, that you automatically have to give someone for capital punishment. And that's the thing. Change that. Why do they need, why do they get, why do they get an appeal? Let's, so if if I go and and I murder a family Mm -hmm. and it it is proven that it's me, why would I get an appeal? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, I guess I guess it's I like kind of a catch-all so that you don't capital punish. And that's the thing is like you know when our founding fathers set this set all this shit up. Yeah, they had it set to where this is how it works. This is how it doesn't work. Follow these rules. Go by them. Yeah. And now here we are, a couple hundred years later, and it's like, oh well, maybe we can allow this. No, that's not what a law is. A law is not maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a law is written to be followed by word. If okay. they break that law, you punish them accordingly. Yeah, and that's how it's, that's how it should be. It needs to be that way. Otherwise, you got all this gray area, mm-hmm. and now you got everybody's opinions, and suddenly everybody feels bad about something when they shouldn't. Okay, perfect. Next subject <laughs> for the. Sorry, I just want to jump in because we're doing the rapid fire <laughs> to wrap it up, and I keep dropping. Yeah, that wasn't very rapid. No, I, but it's fine. <laughs> Capital punishment is a huge thing, and we should talk about. So Airbnb has now put a thing on their – are you familiar with Airbnb? Yeah, I am. Okay. They put uh, like a donation button for the Airbnb hosts on Airbnb, and they basically rightfully so just received all this flashback like, we don't care if you're going broke. You overextended yourself. You bought property just to yeah. put it on Airbnb, and now you're basically suffering the consequences of gaming the system. Right. So that's like me. You know, I own one club. One. Yeah. I have one club. If I go buy five more buildings and they fail, do I deserve to be bought out? No. Was that my mistake or was that your mistake? Exactly. That's a very good way to put it. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's they're going to get many donations. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's definitely not Dale's fault that I didn't know how to manage my money. Yeah. Last I checked, the, 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 the name on my, bank, on, my, on my bank account was my name. Yeah. If I don't know how to manage that money, why is that anybody else's problem? Exactly. Okay, last subject. Nick Cannon recently got fired from CBS. He still has his job at NBC, I believe. Yeah. Like he got he got fired from hosting Wild and Out. Viacom. Yeah, Viacom s- kind of bent him over a little bit. Yeah. And my whole thing was I called it he got shit cannoned because that's that's my dad pun for the days. He got shit cannoned. But this thing he said, like, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing that Deshaun Jackson was referring to, like we talked about it last week, where there's this growing thing where you're seeing more and more people. I guess they're following, um, like, I guess they were listening to Public Enemy again, and they heard that part where Mike D was talking about Farrakhan, and you should go. All listen right, let me to ask you a stuff. question. Yeah? Let me ask a question. Now, I know we said we wouldn't bring it up, so I'm sorry in advance. No, don't. If this guy was not African American, would it be news? No, because the whole point of it being news was he was saying African Americans were the first 
Jewish people. And it, it would be more news because, well, what he got fired for was he said a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah, that's his fault. So if he, was, if he was an African-American, he would have got fired from everything. Right. Like NBC would have fired him too. So, so why isn't that okay that he got fired from where he got fired from? Oh, it is okay. I was just what's, asking. What's what, the question? My whole question <laughs> is where is this coming from all of a sudden that there's African-American people saying, trying to say that they have – oh, my God. This is so hard to explain. Basically that Jewish people aren't – like they're basically saying that African-Americans are in the Bible. The original, the original Jews? The original people of God. That the so Jews did African-Americans be, come from the Middle East? No. Last time I checked, Africa was not in the Middle East. No, it's not. But like it is wrong because like geographically it's wrong. But it's like why all of a sudden in 2020 is this coming up so much? Like there's this guy Farrakhan who's been talking about this. Because everybody believes that my feelings are more important than your feelings. Oh, that's true. So it's like you feel – so you're saying like now that everybody feels like – they should be able to express all their feelings. That's why it's coming up now. So it's, it's because now that I'm able to put my opinion on Facebook, if you don't like it, I now hate you. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wait, I put my opinion on Facebook. Do you hate me now? If I don't like it. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that's, and that's where that comes from though. It's like, that's like the beginning of this fucking show. It's like mm. social media has gotten so big. Yeah, it made everybody believe that their feelings are more important than anybody else's in the world. If you disagree yeah. with my feelings, I hate you. You're a bad person, and you should die and lose everything that you have. Yeah, and I think another problem is it's like it's turned everything into an echo chamber because, like, if you look at like 30 years ago when you basically had to talk to people in person and you said mean stuff to them, you would wrongfully or rightfully you'd get hit in the face, or they would tell you, you why you're wrong. And it would be dealt with. And is either going to be an argument or there's going to be a physical altercation and one of you are going to win. Yeah. And that's going to be the end of it. And Nowadays, I can type for six days straight. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it unless you and block it, me. Yeah. And if another, you block me, that means yeah. I win. And another thing, too, is if you have all these super strong, micro, like, narrow minded opinions, people aren't going to ha- weren't going to hang out with you. So it would be like if you're in like Toledo, Ohio, and you don't have access to the internet and you run around saying all this stuff that nobody likes, nobody's going to hang out with you. So you're going to get lonely. So you basically self-censor your opinion to like kind of round down your personality. So you're not like obtuse and offensive to everybody. So you just become like a more managed, mediocre person. When you were a kid, did you ever have that toy? It was a ball. And had yeah. all the different shaped holes on it, and you got to fit the right shape and the right and the right yeah. hole for it to go yeah, inside. Yeah, the blue and red one, right, with the yellow. Okay. The problem is everybody's changing their shape to fit in the hole. Yeah. Why change your shape? Be who you are and get over it. Like, yeah, it's all about. Like I said before, it's all about my feelings mean more than yours, Dale. Whether yeah. you like it or not, my feelings are more important than yours, no matter what they are. If yeah. you don't like it, you're a bad person. That's a good point. And that's just the way it is now. And yeah. like. Unfortunately, that'll never change because social media is just going to continue to grow. Yeah, it's going to continue to be a platform, and it shouldn't even be a platform. It's not a platform. Yeah, I don't know it how should it be a platform, but it did. Yeah, people should just call it an app that you go this on. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, that's so good. Like, we can end matter. it there. Like, like it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody's going to try and change their shape to try and fit in because if you're not cool on Facebook, you're not cool in real life. Apparently. Yeah. That's I don't a give good a point. shit. You don't let me. You don't like me. <laughs> I don't care. Like this, is the people that watch this, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this dude's a fucking douche." I probably oh, they're am. not. <laughs> they they watch me already, so they're like, "I'm not cool on Facebook or real life, so don't worry about it." All right, let's wrap it up. Obviously, you have someone who wants to talk to you, so uh, <laughs> if you don't have Twitter, you just have nope. Facebook. So yep. and Instagram. You don't. You have Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> all right I never, it's, I was, I it's actually uh a underscore pez yeah. underscore collector it's my xbox it's my xbox name with underscores oh yeah hey i was worried i was going to keep calling you pez because that's what i call you when we're playing video games on xbox so i managed to make it all the way through all yeah. right 
So uh, you could find. And I can't mess your name up because your name is Dale on Xbox. So either way, yeah. I still win. I'm I'm not very creative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Super Dalebot. Um, you can find the podcast Twitter Outrage Fact Pod on Twitter. There's Outrage Fact Pod on Facebook. There's a Patreon that nobody pays to. So if you feel bad and you want to give me money for no reason, do that. Um, donate, can, people. Donate to this podcast get, so we can have more of them. Yeah, we could get a million dollars and we could heal Derek's back so he doesn't have to miss any more podcasts. That's right, because I feel like there would have been some good some good conversation there. Yeah. And, I and if I ever it. come back, I've got like 17 more stories. <laughs> yeah, I, we only talked about your one com, com, combat. There it is. You yeah, just like wanted to talk about. I had a knife on my arm. A knife? Yeah. It went in your arm, or there's a tattoo of a knife. I didn't see what happened. No, it went. It went in my arm. Like a knife. Like, how big was the knife? Tackled. I got. It was. It was about nine inches. But so, like, I got tackled. Like that big? Yeah, it was big. Okay. So I got tackled. The guy went to stab my face. I went to go block it, and I missed. And it went into my arm, and I was like, "Well, I don't want him to have that knife back." So I shoved my arm up further to make it go deeper until Shut it got stuck in my bone. Up. So in order to keep it in my arm so he couldn't pull it out, I made it get lodged into my bone, pulled it out of his hand, hugged him by the neck, pulled my sidearm, and shot him in the side of the face until my bolts ran out. Um, all right. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, that was Amelia Chug. I forgot how to say your last name. How do you say it? Shigoya. Shigoya, who uh, is the manliest man I've ever talked to because he <laughs> – on purpose, shoved his arm down on a knife further so that the guy couldn't pull the knife out. Um, personally, and, then, and I, I shot hope, him in the face a bunch of times. Thirteen. I hope um, I don't have to upbeat that story because that was uh, pretty good. All right, now there's another sixteen left. Okay, we'll <laughs> save the sixteen. <laughs> so until next time, we'll see you guys later and stay angry. Take it easy, guys.